into first. Jax found the accelerator and jerked forward, almost stalling, trying again, grinding the gears. Then the lights turned amber and her foot went for the brake. No! Go! Go! he bellowed. She felt the touch of hard, cold gunmetal on her ribs and understood, clearly, terrifyingly, that she was in all sorts of trouble. Gun seizing, heart thumping, she finally did as she was told and drove, picking up speed in the turn, heading down the ramp into the wide ribbon of motorway. What do you want? She meant to shout, but it sounded like a wail. Put your fucking foot down, he yelled. She was just metres from the merging lane, slowing without realising. She didn't want to be on the highway, stuck in a car with an angry man and a gun. She should have pulled over, should have got the hell out, should have... She hit the accelerator, wincing at the surge in speed and the van that swerved around her. Shit, she was going to kill herself before he could. At least Zoe wasn't in the car. Thank God for that. Thank God Zoe stayed with Tilda last night. That her aunt had rescued Jax all over again. Or maybe rescue wasn't the right word. Are you going to hurt me? Don't ask, he roared. Don't fucking ask. She ducked from the sound, fingers tight on the wheel, tears welling behind her sunglasses. Shock and fear and what the fuck happens now? New tears joining the ones that had already dried on her lashes, that had been ready to splash down her cheeks in a second before he got in. Christ, Crying wasn't going to help. Crying was for grief and loss and the stuff that cut you open and laid you bare. Not this. Crying wasn't going to put her daughter back in her arms. Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Jax thought he meant her. Thought she'd sobbed out loud, but then he slammed the radio with a fist. He missed the on-off switch and a woman's voice cranked up to full volume. No! No! He shouted, fingers scrabbling over buttons and dials. Four o'clock news flicked to three beats of music, then static, then laughing, then... Make it stop! This time his roar was aimed at Jack's, the gun centimetres from her temple. Her hand snapped out and the radio fell silent. So did he. And Jack's clung to the steering wheel blood pounding in her ears, her eyes on the road, legs so rigid she could barely work the pedals. Within minutes, the outskirts of Sydney dropped away and the speed limit climbed to its maximum. Cars flew past. A semi-trailer rumbled along beside her. A tourist coach dwarfed her in its shadow. She was in the slow lane, hugging the verge. He told her to drive, not take on speeding traffic that might slam right into her if she stopped in a hurry. And she might have to. He had a gun. Shit, Jax, don't cry. Just drive and breathe or you'll pass out. She registered the stink coming off him then. The rank pong of old sweat, underlaid with a sharper tang of fresh perspiration. It wafted over her on the air conditioning, filling her nostrils and sitting on her skin like humidity. The cool air also made her wish she'd worn something else today. 
Leggings and a singlet top were sensible choices for cleaning and packing and lugging boxes in the heat. Now she was aware of her exposed skin, the black straps of her sports bra, the hint of cleavage in her scooped neckline, the shape of her legs in the tight pants. Was he aware of them too? Since taking off at the lights, she'd been too scared to do more than glance fleetingly in his direction. When she had, her eyes had been drawn to the dull silver of the gun, still there, still pointed at her, the fist around it using the centre console for support. Now that the shouting had stopped, now that she was hurtling him down the motorway to God knew where, she wanted to get a better look at who was sitting beside her and where his focus was aimed. The passenger seat had been shunted back to keep a box behind it from sliding around. She couldn't see him properly without making a big turn of her head.